0: Whee! <tries> Praise the Lord, welcome back to my story. In this series we are talking about Christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Let me point out to you from the Gospel of John chapter 8, because this is where we stopped in the last broadcast. In the Gospel of John chapter 8, Jesus Christ was discussing with the Jews. And he became confrontational. It was confrontational. When it goes to verse 51, let me read it to you so that you can actually see what was the debate all about. Jesus was taking them said, "Which of you, verse 46, same stuff from verse 46." Christ was talking to the unbelieving Jews. You have to remember these are Jews that didn't believe in him, and they were confronting him in the temple, and he said. Verse 44 says, You have your father the devil, and the loss of your father you will do. It was a murderer from the beginning, referring to them that they were the sons of Satan. Because they wanted to kill him as the the Messiah. And then verse 48, They answered the Jews, these are unbelieving Jews, you have to remember. And they said unto him, Say we not where that thou art a Samaritan and you have a devil? They were telling Jesus Christ that, he has the devil, and he was a Samaritan. When they cla- call somebody a Samaritan in their generation, it's like saying he was a half, half, half breed. That is, you are not a pure Jew. That's what they mean by Samaritan. Yeah, you are, you can't claim to be a real Jew. You are from, you are mixed blood. They call it, and they don't respect those who are mixed blood. And that's what they mean by you are a Samaritan. If they call, if they call one another a Samaritan, that means they are saying you are not pure. You are, you, you are, you are defiled. Kind of a thing. So Jesus Christ didn't even try to address that because there's nothing wrong to from being a Samaritan anyway because it's come for not only for the Jews, it comes for the Samaritan, it come for even the Gentiles. So Jesus Christ answered him in verse 49. He said, I have not the devil, but I honor my father, and ye do this on me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Now verse 51 is what I'm pointing now to you right now. And jesus christ just throwing this revelation to them they didn't accept it they didn't believe it but he threw it out verse 40 51 jesus christ said verily verily i say unto you if a man keep my saying he shall never see death now geologists have thought maybe we're just talking about spiritual death no he meant every kind of death every kind of death physical spiritual and now they challenge him on that 52 verse said, Then said the Jews, I you, now we know that thou hast a devil, Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou says, if a man keep my sin, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? Now you know they are talking about physical death because Jesus Christ knew that Abraham was not dead spiritually you know why God can see Abraham where Abraham is because every spirit the spirit and soul never die they are either in hell or in paradise when they are physically dead so God can see them and God has just actually gave a parable of Abraham talking in in, in the, in the in paradise to a rich man that died and went to hell see which means they are alive in that place they can communicate in that place the rich man went to hell Abraham was in paradise and the Lazarus that was a beggar at the gate of that rich man was at the bosom of Abraham being comforted and the rich man was begging for water remember that parable and that was not just a parable it was something that happened he said there was a certain rich man because God from him, was, was came down upon us telling us what was going on the other side so you better believe it that hell is real I was in college one friend of mine college mate he ran to me because he had been hearing the, the word that say fear God, go to church and so on. He ran to me say, oh Julius, I'm glad. I'm happy right now. What's happened? He said, some people told him that there's no hell. Who oh, are those people that told you there's no hell? <laughs> Maybe some Jehovah's Witnesses called him. I said, don't let them deceive you. Hell is in reality. So is paradise and heaven. They are reality. Don't be deceived but there's no hell. Because the Lord Jesus gave that parable that there was... A place called hell. The rich man went there, and was in torment. He said like uh, flames tormenting, th- tormenting flames. Is what the rich man called it. That was not the lake of fire. Remember, where they are really going to be burning forever. This is just a flame that is too close. You know, somebody is too close to fire, you'll be feeling the heat and you'll be thirsty. That was torment that the rich man was excl- ex- exclaiming, and calling for bad Abraham that you could see afar off, but you could talk back and forth. Abraham said, Sorry, we couldn't help you. Nobody can come from here today, nor here today. Then he was trying to be helpful to his brothers on that. Send Lazarus to my brothers on not so that they don't come to this bad place. He said, well, they have the preachers. That's why Abraham told him they have Moses and the prophets. Preachers are not. Let them listen to him. Ah, by Abraham. If somebody go from the dead, they will believe. <laughs> That's what he thought. Abraham said, if they will not listen to the preacher, neither will they be persuaded. Though one rose from the dead, that is the truth. To make sure that it is the truth, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Do you know what happened when Jesus Christ rose from the dead? The Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, they wanted to silence the people. They said, no, don't let them, don't let them say that he rose from the dead. Tell the people, they tell the soldiers, they bribe the soldiers. Tell the soldiers that, tell the people that his, his, his disciples came and stole his body away in the night. Why we are sleeping? You didn't rest all the day. Well, if if God wanted to come, come, know, come to make that clear, God knows how to make that clear. He could make them make Jesus Christ walk around everywhere they all see, so that will have that will have uh, uh, disproved their uh, their their cover up. you See, but God is not interested in disproving their cover up. Jesus guy walk among his disciples and then went up to heaven, like Elijah went up to heaven but they kept that in their generation of the jews trying to confuse their the, the the descendants that oh this man was not resurrected from the dead and some of the jews of the believed that he didn't resurrect from the dead But see he resurrected from the dead and went back to heaven after so many days of working with his disciples they said about 40 days before he went back to heaven completely permanently says he's going back to heaven and that is exactly what Jesus was saying, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. That was saying physically, he can keep us alive without saying physically, like he did for Enoch. And Elijah, the prophet, is still alive. And Elijah is going to come back to do some, something. But this is the message he wanted me to preach to you guys. And anyone that believes it, you have to walk with him. Believing in the head is not what you're talking. you have to believe it in your heart. And ready to lay everything down and say, I want this promise, Lord. I want this promised Lord Jesus Christ and that is very important you must desire it and then you have to begin to walk with him in righteousness in holiness obeying the precepts of the word of God and you see that he will help you in that on your road. because he's the one that says if a man keep my salvation never said he's able to keep us alive that's why I said if he said he's able to keep us alive he's the resurrection and the life Resurrection for those who are going to resurrect in the end, life for those who are never going to die, they're going to live forever. What's going to keep them alive? A changed body. Christ in us is the hope of our glory. Christ in us is the hope of that glory. That is what the message is. But let's go back to the scriptures and see point by point wherever, where other places where the Bible has prophesied these things that we are talking about. In the end, this is what God has promised. He's going to. Uh, it's going to destroy death. Let's look at it in the book of Hosea. This has been prophesied in the Bible even before the Lord Jesus Christ came. God was prophesying what He will do for mankind. In the book of Hosea, I'll try that in a moment, and you see that God was prophesying that He will destroy death because He's, he's abolishing it for mankind. and again, we see that uh well let's see where is Osiah in the Osiah after Daniel, yep Osiah chapter chapter 13 verse 14. This is where God was prophesying before in the book of the prophets how he was going to deal with her death and griefs. He said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. grave, graveyard. I will redeem them from death That's physical death. O death, I will be thy plagues. That means he's going to be taking people, calling people out of death, giving the power to the sons of God to call people back to alive from the from the dead. Oh grief, I will be thy destruction. God was prophesying this long time before Christ came. And when Christ came, he gave the power to Israel said, raise the dead, heal the sick, make clean the leper, and raise the dead. And you see that has not been done much, but it's going to be happening more and more at this end of the world. That's why God was supposed I, I will be thy destruction, oh grief. Oh that I will be thy plagues. I mean God will be plaguing them He's going to call in all the so many people back before the end, when he's going to call all the dead out of the graves, that is prophesied in the book of Osea for us. But what the Lord is pointing out to us is that we can live above death, we can live without seeing physical death. Here is what Apostle Paul was. Apostle, let's go to the uh, letters of Apostle Paul in First Corinthians, chapter 15, is where we see. Apostle describing what the Lord Jesus Christ has come to do for us. Verse 25 said, Let me start from from let me just read first Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since man, since by man came death by man came also the resurrection of the dead for as in adam all die even so in christ shall all be made alive but every man in his own order so god has order when he's going to do this harvesting harvesting of the world every man in his own order christ the first fruits afterward they that are christ at his coming that's how god is going to bring the dead back he started his harvesting has already started. Harvesting of the world has already started. The first fruits of the earth, Christ, he came out of the grave and got that mortal body. He actually brought some dead sins out of the grave with him, according to the book of Matthew, chapter 20, 27, 28. That when Jesus Christ resurrected, some dead sins came out of the graves also and showed themselves to the people in Jerusalem. Now they didn't go back to the grave, Christ took them up. To heaven with him those are the cloud of witness that took him that i uh, received him into into the cloud now you have to remember those people when they come out of the grave and was the resurrection they got their immortal body you have to remember that they got their immortal body but that is the false fruits of the dead But there will also be the false fruits of those that are going to be raptured because in the book of revelation they said the false fruits follow the lamb wherever he good. That will be false fruits of those that are going to live and never die. You see, that's the rapture. But then he said there will be resurrection of those that are alive during the time of Christ coming back, after what they that are Christ that is coming. That is this the false the, the resurrection. It's the first fruits resurrection of the first fruits. Then there is the false resurrection, which is general. Many people, not just one, because Christ and the few that he brought out of the grave are the false fruits. Of resurrection, then comes the first resurrection in the book of Revelation, chapter 20. He pointed that one out that the dead in Christ will be resurrected first, and that's what Apostle Paul in this first Corinthians chapter 15 was alluding to that afterward, they that are Christ's at his coming will be resurrected first. Then, verse 24 of that chapter 15, I'm reading, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign, that is Christ must reign, till he has put all enemies under his feet. So who are these enemies? Sin is an enemy. Sickness and diseases, they are enemies. Death, physical death, spiritual death, they are enemies. Those are the ones that must be subdued under the body of Christ. When he says he must reign, he's talking about Christ reigning in heaven. Until the enemies are put under the feet of Christ on earth. Because Christ on earth is the church, the body of Christ is the church on earth. Because he is the head, we are the body. He will be in heaven, so that whatever we command on earth, he ratifies it in heaven. And it is done. So that is what he saying. He says, he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And verse 26 says, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Which death are you thinking he's talking about? Physical death is the last enemy that shall be destroyed. In this world, for the body of Christ, when the saints are resurrected, the dead the dead in Christ rise first, we that are left caught up to meet the Lord in the air, there will be no more death for us. Then the last enemy is destroyed forever. See? And that is what Apostle Paul is alluding to. And he also mentioned it again in when he was talking about the rapture in the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Just point to the fact that there will be about Christ has already abolished death. It's what we are pointing out. We are not just talking. We are not talking about just resurrection. And we are talking about the abolition of physical death, which Christ has already done. And it's showing to us that there will be people that will live and never see death at the end in this last time, in this uh, in this generation of uh, rapture. And how is this going to happen? Look at this in First Thessalonians chapter four. Apostle Paul trying to comfort those that are believers that have lost their loved ones to death, physical death. And he said, verse 13, from verse 13, he said, I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. Try to comfort those who are believers that have lost their loved ones to physical death. He said, don't sorrow like those who have no hope. If we believe that Christ died and rose again, even then those that are alive, that are dead in Christ shall also be resurrected. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to continue this in a moment. Let's read again. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Wherefore comfort one another with this word. So he's talking about, he was talking about the rapture. That the dead in Christ will rise first. And we which are alive that will never see dead. That will suddenly be changed to immortality to go and meet the Lord in the end. And that is the fulfillment of what the Bible says. Christ has abolished death. He has brought life and immortality to through the natural gospel. That will be the fulfillment of what we are preaching. That will be for the whole body of believers that are alive then. When he will take away physical death from man, from the believers. That will be the fulfillment of that. And you have to remember, it is possible that even if that rapture is 300 years or 200 years to come, Christ is saying, if a man keep my sage, I never see the That he is able to keep you and I alive if we will believe it. If we will walk with him. he's able to keep us alive till that rapture. Or take us like he took Elijah away without physical death. He is able to do it. Is that the, does that look strange to anybody? Enoch was taken without anybody saying where. Well, was that a dispensation of rapture? No, God just said this man placed him, and God took him away, and he never see it. Elijah the same way. So God can do whatever He wants to do for any individual that will walk with Him. That's what He said. That's what Jesus can say. Verily, verily I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Which means He's able to singularly take a person. Out of this planet and never see physically, like he did for Enoch, like he did for Elijah, like he himself took himself up and went to him. He said, If a man keep my saints, shall never see that. If we believe it, he asked me, Matter, he said, Whosoever live it and believe it in me shall never die. Believe it, thou this. You have to believe that part, that sentence. Matter said, Yeah, I believe you are the Messiah. Said, yeah, that's good. I believe you die for us on the cross. Yeah, that's good. I believe you heal my body. Yeah, that's good. But do you believe he can keep you alive, never to see physical death? That's another level. It's another level. Some people say I believe I'm saved from my sin, but they are still going to the doctors. They are still sick. They are still afflicted. But he has already paid for that. Also, you have to believe it and claim it and and walk with him in that boldness and resist the devil. And then we have to flee because the devil knows the truth. But the devil will not let you have the truth unless you know the truth and resist the devil with that truth. So that is what we are pointing out to you. The devil knows that Christ has already abolished physical death. The devil knows it. Just like in the days of the slave trade, the government said there should be no more slavery. But those slave masters didn't want to agree because they are making money out of slaves. In America, they have to fight civil war just to set, set the slave free. But the slaves that heard about it were not free yet if they are still under the slave master that, uh, that refused to let them go. But if they sneaked out and, uh, and escaped their life, they say the slave masters are going, looking for them with guns, trying to shoot them down. Yeah, they were trying to do that. But if they cross over to the north, according to what the story was saying, on the northern side, where the, the, the states, on that north side, were free. They let the slaves free. While the southern part, they are the ones that are keeping the slaves until they have to have civil war in America. Now, if the slaves escape, the government will not be able to, the government, the, the slave master have no government to, to go and... To go and uh, call, you see. but they are trying to take the law in their hand by trying to shoot the, the slaves down. But the slaves that can cross over to the others, to the other side to the freedom side are free. That is what Christ is saying. The same thing about death, physical death. You believe it? Cross over to Jesus and it's able to keep you alive and the devil have to withdraw why? because the devil is the slave master that is taking, killing people, taking them to hell killing people and uh, if they are not rescued from you, you take them to hell you get rescued the righteous people and take them to paradise but their body is already w- destroyed or not that's why they couldn't come back you see? but if their body is still intact and they say can call them back they can come back and, and take that body that is still intact and live again for a while forever, for some time, but you see the slave masters are not allowing that to happen. So that's why Christ is saying, Reveal, teach this to the people, resist the devil steadfast in the faith. If you resist the devil, he will flee from you. And then you can stand with the Lord. If you walk with him, he's able to stand, your, stand with you. He said that, I will confess you before my angels. But if you if are not standing with you're you not confessing Christ, he won't be able to confess you. And if the angels are not defending you, then the devil will be bombarded with, uh, with affliction. So that's why we need to walk with Christ and place him. Very important. We must walk with Christ and please him. Like you not old. Let me read some other Bible verses here. So that you may see that Christ actually. Has given us so many. Scriptures to make us see that he has abolished it. Here is 2 Timothy. Apostle Paul. Was also explaining the same thing to Timothy. in Second Timothy chapter 1. And we read verse 9 and 10. Apostle Paul talking about, talking to Timothy, he said, be not, from, from, from verse eight, Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Listen to that. He was talking about, You said the Lord Jesus Christ has, when he manifested, he has abolished death, he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So those are two things. You brought life as eternal life and immortality to light to light means he brought it to visibility everybody can see it now that it's, uh, it's possible it's available if you can if you can claim it if you can get it you have to come and get it just like eternal life you have to believe in you're not just to have eternal life there are more myriads of false religions other people follow other religion they don't want to believe jesus christ they don't have eternal life the christ has already bought eternal life God has given it to man, mankind eternal life, but the life he put it in his son. You have to take his son Jesus Christ into you, then you have that eternal life. So those who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they don't have that eternal life. But he has already brought it to light. The same way with immortality. Even though we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to believe in that power of immortality he has brought and walk with him in that faith to claim that immortality for yourself personally. So that he can say, if a man keep my sins, I shall never see death, even physical death. And I'm claiming that and I'm believing it, you go to believe it with me, and you will be able to see that Christ will help you on on the road. Is what helping us on the road? Very important. It's not our own power, it is Christ, what He has done and completed on the cross. It is finished on the cross. Paid in full. He has deposited the money into our bank account. Now you got to know about it. Believe it. Take the steps to go claim it. It's just like a money. The money has been deposited into your account. And you just have to hear about this And claim it The same with salvation You hear about salvation, claim it The same with the immortality You hear about it, claim it And Jesus Christ will be with you God bless you We are continuing this in the next broadcast Amen Praise the Lord Well, we will continue this message In the next broadcast The Bible said Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, you can say, Faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing.